Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. for Batter Up, the definitive Atlanta Braves podcast with host Joe Patrick and Caleb Johnson giving you exclusive insight into our Braves from Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Joe and Caleb. Welcome into Batter Up on this Wednesday, June 29th. Caleb Johnson in with my co-host Joe Patrick. Joe, how's it going? Uh, I'm emotionally drained after that weekend, Caleb. I mean, it was oh, crazy. Brother. We're going to, I mean, this is going to be the Freddie Freeman podcast <laughs> that we talk about. There's so much to diagnose with this whole situation. I feel like we're going to be like on the, on the therapy bed, like, you know, just looking straight <laughs> up and we're going to be, you know, getting into some feelings, uh, which were clearly on display from Freddie on Friday and throughout the weekend. Um, and it was a very interesting, also, you know, something we haven't really discussed before we when we've been planning for this show was just kind of the reaction from Braves fans themselves I'll be honest I was a little tuned out on Saturday because I wasn't on Braves duty and I had other stuff going on but um, it was kind of interesting I noticed even his first at bat he comes up to the plate and he does you know he gets the big cheer they play we are the champions on the Oregon forum and he gets you know a, a very good ovation from the stand, from the fans, but then the second he stepped stepped into the batter's box, you heard some boos, Ooh. and and yeah. then uh, and those kind of persisted throughout the weekend. But uh, man, I mean, I haven't really experienced anything quite like that before. You said you were going to be on the uh, essentially on, on the sofa, you know, having your your therapist. Am I your therapist today? Because yeah. that's uh, it's felt <laughs> like this whole weekend. It's just well, I say this week. It's Wednesday now, and it still yeah. feels like the weekend. Because the, the Freddie Freeman hangover has now carried through <laughs> to today. It's so. I said months ago. After that trade, it was like, all right, cool. Don't want to talk about Freddie Freeman anymore. I'm done. I'm good. Finished. Had all my thoughts. Nope. Of course not. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, Here we are. June couldn't 29th. Yeah. Still uh, <laughs> still talking about it. But in fairness, I think after this, and for anyone listening who's going like, I'm so sick of this. Hear us out. Let us get some thoughts out. Uh, and then, yeah, we probably legitimately won't talk about this guy until we potentially see him in the Dodgers yeah. Yeah. Uh, later this fall. Next time it would be a big story would be like in the playoffs. Hopefully. Yes. Let's let's hope that that becomes a story. Sure. That that'd be great. Uh anyway, so in case you've been hiding under a rock for just the last week, Freddie Freeman comes into town. We had, we talked about it in our last episode. We knew, you know, it was going to be a lot going into uh, I did a radio hit where I got asked if uh, I thought there was going to be booze or cheers. I said a mixture of both. I thought there was going to be a mixture of both because 
there are definitely divided parts of the fan base uh, and how they feel about this whole situation. And the moment came, and, and Joe's spot on, that I was not in the stadium. I was watching at home on TV, and you get all of the jubilant cheers, which were a lot louder than I thought they were going to be. Uh, and then you're right. He steps into the box, and you get the booze. But before all that, before the actual playing on the field, we had to do this ridiculous charade. Ridiculous charade. It was like a soap of, opera, man, that of, day. Of, of a press conference. And, and Joe, <laughs> just before, because you were there at the press conference, and I, I want to get your thoughts on it. Before that, though, uh, the, this is an un... <laughs> as much as I hate this word, this is an unprecedented situation. Uh, it really was. Because you're dealing with a guy who... As we've all heard, spent 15 years with the Braves, 12 in the majors, uh, with you know with the big club, and um, has this big relationship. Goes to another team, does not get traded. That's an important thing that we'll revisit later. Does not get mm-hmm. traded. He leaves in free agency, and he comes back within the same year. the The biggest name or, or the biggest comparison that I've seen discussed when it comes to this similar situation is Albert Pujols who left the Cardinals, went to the Angels, and did not see them again for like six or eight years. Uh, it was an insane amount of time before Albert Pujols actually came back to St. Louis. So it was a very different situation. But Freddie Freeman comes back within the same year, just months later after this whole thing goes down, walks into the press room, and that is when the tears flow, but apparently we're supposed to believe the tears this time. And you know, Freddie didn't believe tears last time. Anyway, I'm so l- let me, let me, let me, let me take everybody kind of in this. <laughs> I, was, I was there and I, I gotta say, I, I feel for very fortunate to have been there in person and kind of been able to take this all in firsthand. First of all, I'm going to say that press conference room, which is a big press conference room that the Braves have where they do their post game that you've probably seen on Bally sports where they sit um, probably seats close to a hundred people. It was nearly completely full. Like it was, it remind it was more full than some of the playoff games from last yeah. year. That's how big of a deal this was. I was about to say, just for reference on an average game night, you're talking six to eight people in there at most. Yeah. 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 Literally. Sometimes it's only Justin Toscano from the AJC, Mark Bowman from MLB, Dave O'Brien from the athletic, and then like myself and 680 in the back by the molt box yeah, <laughs> getting the exactly. audio <laughs> and yeah. like that might be it uh it's like really you know hardly anybody this one was every single um tv camera from you know the local tv stations all that and one of the funny things one of the things that just made me chuckle was brian snicker did his press conference right before freddie and it lasted all of about 90 seconds and i think he answered one question about like eddie rosario uh <laughs> <laughs> like taking taking fly balls or something uh something completely irrelevant to the reason why everybody was there so anyway freddie comes in and walks up i mean everybody's heard about this but he walks up gets about one step away from the steps to go up to the table and then just like gets overwhelmed and leaves for a few minutes, obviously comes back and for the longest time was not lifting his head to look at the room. I think he was almost like not I don't shame is not the right word, but it's something close to that. I think it was like a very sheepish kind of feeling that it seemed like he had. And he said that he was kind of almost like, I don't know. It was just going to make him emotional to look up and see Mark Bowman and Dave O'Brien and these guys that he's been talking to for 
like you said, 12 years of his career. And in baseball, these baseball players, their interactions and their relationships with reporters is unlike any other sport because they're talking to these guys like every day or every Mm -hmm. other day. Like they're in their lives completely for a good, you know, eight months of the year. So these guys have a big time relationship with one another. So I think for Freddie, that was obviously an emotional aspect of all of this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think one thing that we might disagree on, and I mean, I'm not going to go into the press conference because everybody else, I'm sure, has heard it or you know heard the the um, the pertinent remarks, and I'm sure we'll discuss some of it here, Caleb. But um, I didn't see it like as being fake at all from Freddie. Like I like it seemed totally genuine from him. Maybe some of the answers he was trying to be a little bit clever in the way that he answered them. I, I think we're going to talk about you know when he was ta- the way he talked about the closure of the situation and things like that. Um, some of it like kind of didn't make sense, and I think that he was trying to manage <laughs> what he knows to be the truth in his head and guard against like letting too much of that out into the public. Um, but it's really hard to do that when you're that emotional. And so maybe for that reason, some things didn't quite make total sense at the time, but I took just the overall emotion that he was expressing as to be being totally legit. That I thought the tears were like, you know, he was really wishing he was an Atlanta brave to be quite frank. And that's kind of the, what makes this situation totally bizarre and weird. All right. I guess I should start with the fact of my my issue lies within like this press conference should have never happened. I think I think that is my issue. I personally don't believe this press conference should have ever taken place. This guy does not play for the Atlanta Braves anymore. He's already spoken to the media to which he kind of did rather clumsily. And, you know, it's kind of one of those is what it is. He had the press conference. You're talking about the press conference when he first signed with the Dodgers? Is yeah. That, is that the one well, you're talking about? I'm talking about the one that was unnecessary is the one that happened Friday. Yeah. It's because, like, he had already spoken to media, whether through the press conference or, I mean, he had done the, the he did the little Q&A thing with Mark Bowman. Because oh, okay. Bowman tried to, like, clean up his image, essentially, <laughs> after... You know, there he was asked about Anthopolis crying, and it was like, oh, I saw it, you know, all that sort of thing. Uh, and then he realized he needed to clean up his image because, you know, we have to remember Freddie Freeman left at the same time that Matt Ryan was traded, and Matt Ryan got this huge celebration amongst the city and and went through, all, you know, radio stations and TV stations across the city and did interviews and all this sort of stuff, and and he got a, a big send off. Well, Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman kind of got a see you later sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um, through some of his own doing, like like Matt Ryan took out an ad in the AJC and and did a whole thank you, and then Freddie Freeman two weeks later <laughs> comes well, back and is like, oh, let me do a little thanks so, for the memories, everybody. Guys. Yeah, but I think that something that we're learning now, partially because of this press conference and then also some of the media that he's done throughout the weekend, is that the situation with the Braves was such a whirlwind for basically all parties. And it seems clear to me at this point that when Freddie Freeman, <coughs> excuse me, when Freddie Freeman 
did his introductory press conference with the Dodgers and he talked about having seen Alex Anthopoulos' tears and not really having a comment on it and all that, that at that point, Freddie maybe did not know exactly what had transpired during the free agent negotiations with the Braves because what's been reported since is that his agency, uh, Excel Management, I think is what yep. is the name of it, um, sent two offers to Anthopoulos. And if you're Alex Anthopoulos... You get these two offers, and none of them are even close to what you are, you know, are is in your ballpark, and you've been deliberating, and you're in spring training. The season is starting, or has essentially already started. The preparation for it has already started, and you've got basically one guy, Matt Olson, who's out there, who's the guy who you can go to and trade for. But also, other teams are going to be interested in Matt Olson. Alex Anthopoulos has to move quickly in that situation, and so that's the way that it kind of transpired. And I think that the impression that I get is that Freddie did not understand it to have occurred in that manner. Uh, it seems like to it seems to me that he took it as Alex Anthopoulos just was like. Um, well, clearly Alex Anthopoulos took those two offers that Excel Management made as the final offer that was on the table for them. Um, not really understanding that Freddie would have been able, would have been willing essentially to go to a five-year deal with the Braves well, to, uh, in order to stay in Atlanta. Yeah, no, there's a couple of things. Is one is the rumor that Excel like essentially sent Al Alex Anthopoulos. And and put him and was like, you have one hour to respond, you know, yeah, oh, the, the hour yeah. to respond. Yeah. yeah. So the, there are which those are just rumors. Those have not been confirmed, but it kind of feeds into the they overall have been reported, story. though, by yeah. reputable sources. Yeah, that's kind of and it kind of adds to the overall like confusion of the story. However, um, well, and Excel management seems like it's not representing Freddie Freeman anymore because that's that's the yeah. story of 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 the week and, and this is something that I said to you Joe before we started recording which is part of the reason why we're talking about Freddie Freeman almost a week later after he played the Braves he keeps staying in the news cycle he keeps saying stuff or his teammates are saying stuff or he's making decisions that keep him in the news cycle he is doing this to himself I'm trying to figure out if he's doing this on purpose um, and I know that goes full conspiracy brain mode of, you know, <laughs> of, of things that he might try to pull off. And, and this is a conversation that we will have amongst this conversation. But I, I just say all of that to say, you know, the timeline is that, that yeah, um, the confusion of coming immediately off of um, the lockout. We're going to play baseball. Excel management apparently sends this, you know take it or leave it sort of deal. Freddie does not choose to get involved. I think that is an important aspect of this. Is yeah, it has, uh, totally. It has seemed that at every turn of contract negotiations, it was Freddie going to his management and saying, well, this is what I want. And then his management, his representation going to the Braves. Now you go, well, that's how that should happen. Sure. However, it seems like there was not a, a, a process of management coming back to Freddie and saying, well, here's what the Braves are willing to do. It, it feels like that Freddie allowed or Freddie chose to not be involved in his contract negotiations beyond his communication with his own agents. And so his agents sounds like they 
decided to put on their big boy pants and they thought you know they were really gonna wheel and deal it and make a whole thing happen uh and the braves balked at yep. at the deal and, and you're that- and you're right and they went and got matt olson and that's something that Matt uh, Mark Bowman reported in his notebook Friday morning that actually preceded this press conference was um, I thought the language was pretty striking that that Bowman included. And he's extremely well sourced in this area. I have no reason to think that he's off the mark at all in reporting this story. And he bluntly says, if at any point during this, Freddie Freeman would have directly talked with Alex Anthopoulos, if those two ever had a direct conversation with one another, he would be in Atlanta. He would be an Atlanta Brave yep. because they, he would, if you know, they would have, exp- he would have expressed how he truly felt about the situation. And you're totally right, Caleb. It is. And, and the other thing that Bowman says to your point is that it was a mistake from Freddie to not do that, yeah. you know, to, to allow his agents to run the entire negotiation process without Freddie ever having any direct input with the, you know, the other party in this case, the Braves, just a mistake from Freddie, and that mistake leads him to a current circumstance that he's now in that maybe is it's I mean I think it's clearly not his preferable place to be, and that's what makes it so awkward with his situation with the Dodgers now is you know now his teammates are like well. You know, Clayton Kershaw says, like, we hope we're not second fiddle. Uh, you can't really blame Clayton Kershaw for saying that. And, you know, I'm sure he's not the only person who thinks that because of the way that all of this has transpired. Yeah, I, I want to give credit to Justin Toscano from the AJC yeah. who went and talked to Clayton Kershaw. And he got the quote, which was uh, Clayton Kershaw said it was very cool to see Freeman's reception Friday night. Uh, he's obviously been a big contributor for our team, and I hope we're not second fiddle. It's a pretty special team over here, too. I think whenever he gets comfortable over here, he will really enjoy it. It was a good night for him on Friday. Um, yeah, so essentially, Clayton Kershaw said out loud what I had said to you on Friday. Like, like and I remember, we you know, we're, we're texting. I'm, <laughs> it's funny. I, uh... I was sitting at a Mexican restaurant, uh, having dinner with my <laughs> wife, texting back and forth with you, and I was trying to be very selective because you know when you're on date night with the wife. I'm trying to be you know paying attention to her that sort of thing, but also yeah. like there are juicy details going on, and I'm like I'm uh, you know it's one of those I'm just like I'm sorry like you you don't understand like I mean she did understand it, thankfully, but it was just one of those like I, I got to get these texts off because uh, that's so funny. It was just one of those yeah it was just like. This is this is why wild and, that that it's transpiring like this where you we you get back to to Freddie Freeman crying in that interview and I think my confusion was is I keep, I kept going back to you weren't traded you right. you this happened in free agency you know and, right. and I just I have a hard time being sympathetic towards him up until a point of like, you know, I I mean, this is, this is just the closest, I guess we in Atlanta have been to a player realizing he made a mistake and having to live with that mistake and now having to go on and convince himself it's not a mistake. Right. Right. And I think that that's why that's a large reason for, the emotions that were on display, which is because 
Freddie now understands that he messed up and didn't assert himself the way he should have in those negotiations. We, you know, when uh, that we had that great uh, text conversation that we were having that night, it was a little bit contentious because I think we were coming at it from from different (laughs) angles. Yeah, the what I was saying was that like the Braves didn't really lose out in this situation other than the fact that obviously you know you lose the like the prestige and the 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 you know just a player of freddie's um historical caliber within the the organization i mean that's that's a that is a big thing to lose but and you know they were Alex Anthopoulos did very well to yeah. replace a player of Freddie's quality with Matt Olson, who's you know doing great this year. We can get into him later, but um, the Braves aren't really like the losers here. The loser nope. is kind of Freddie Freeman, who is now in a place that he doesn't want to be. Well, I say that. I mean, I'm sure he he would disagree well, with that, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear. I, I was about to say. No, let we can go to this one aspect of things, which is. Uh, Freddie was asked by Zach Klein about closure and about need you know this weekend when when he played the Braves in Atlanta, if this was going to be a period of closure for him, and he went on to say you know I don't need closure, uh, there's no closure needed because like this is this city is a part of my life you know this team is a part of my life like I love this city I I love all of this you know I don't I don't need closure and it was almost like. I want to leave it open because, yeah. you know. Be, be, I want to get Adam Duvall come back. Yeah. <laughs> Trade for me. <laughs> well, and it's so interesting how <laughs> things change in just a matter of days. You know, he, he hears his teammates. Uh, you know, well, his teammate Clayton, Clayton Kershaw is the one who came out and, and said what he said. Obviously had other conversations with his teammates. You see the memes go out. You see the pictures of Freddie sitting by himself on the bench while his teammates are, you know, uh, uh, up. It's just one of those. So now we reach a point of yesterday, Tuesday, the Athletic getting this quote that says from Freddie saying, but there needs to be closure. It's time. I'm a Dodger. I'm a Dodger for the next six years, and that's where my focus lies. I'm going to continue and help win titles for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And Joe, I say to you what I said before we started recording, that sounds like a man who's talking in the mirror, really trying to hype himself <laughs> up. Do you remember do you remember a couple of years ago when the 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 tape leaked of John Mayer recording himself in the mirror? Yeah. Getting yeah. himself like you are strong. Yeah. You are talented. <laughs> you like like this sounds like Freddie Freeman in the mirror going like you know, like, like that that meme of the guy pointing in the mirror at himself going like I am a Dodger for the next six years. You know, like it is okay. It is gonna be okay. I'm gonna enjoy myself. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the homework that your therapist gives you when you get yeah. up off this couch that we're on. He tells you to go and for the next week, every morning, you do that for five minutes. Yeah, it, it, it's just uh, it, it's unfortunate. You know, it's one of those like we're we're getting like well, actually, we've passed the point. We we reached the point this, this past weekend of like it's sad now. Like it's honestly sad, uh, because like I, I I don't know if you want to add anything onto the end of this, it's fine. But I just I kind of wanted to go in the direction of like people are discussing the idea of a Freddie Freeman trade back to Atlanta. <laughs> I need us all to understand something. 
That is not happening anytime it's, soon. It's the Braves do not want Freddie Freeman back. The Braves won this whole thing, and and like, and it's now becoming even more obvious because they're getting the talented player that they're getting in Matt Olson, and they're watching like, wow, um, emotionally Freddie Freeman not doing too well. Um, also, <laughs> I'm willing to go in a very precarious position of saying like Freddie Freeman. Not good at handling uh, things not going his way, not getting what he wants. Um, mm. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I, you know, sorry. I mean, this is probably the – it's a very unique circumstance that he's had in his career for sure. I mean, he's never been outside of Atlanta in, yeah. in a, in a playing-wise. playing, playing wise. Um, So it's definitely a new challenge for him that he's not had to experience before. And I think you can argue that it's affecting him this year. Like his numbers are, they're not terrible, but like you would certainly expect more from him at this point. How many homers does he have now? Is he still on six? No, he, he, uh, he actually hit, it it was like he hit two or three immediately after the, uh, the series with Atlanta. I'm trying to see, um, well, anyway, um, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely a weird situation for Freddie. I was joking with you. It was like, well, what, what would like what the Braves trade Matt Olson to the Dodgers for like Freddie Freeman and Gratterall or something like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, like that's kind of like what it would be. Well, it's a very strange situation. So Freddie's got eight home runs now. OK. Um, it's a strange situation where it's one of those like if the Dodgers were to call and be like, hey, you know, yeah, you're right. What if we did Freddie and, and, and you're right, you know, Gratterall and like another prospect. I feel like Alex Anthopoulos is going, thanks for the call, but no, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Right. Uh, I know. And well, and that goes and that goes back to where the, the Braves are with Matt Olson right yeah. now, which is they have a player who is arguably just as good and and you know with variability that happens in baseball could very well have a better year than Freddie in any given year on a lesser AAV number for better years throughout his career you know and on a longer duration it's just like the Braves are in a great spot with the deal that they made to go out and get Matt Olson it feels like a steal at this point in my opinion to you well, know basically give give to give up as little as they did and get a player like him in return. I was about to say, the the thing to keep an eye on will obviously be how does Shane Langoliers yeah. turn out. Yeah. If he you know. he was honestly the biggest piece of that trade. Yeah. If he turns out to was, be yeah. like a Hall of Famer or something like that. Sure. Then you'll you'll be sad about it, but then not really because like like William Contreras has kind of, you know, made right. you feel a lot yeah. better about that. And, and also, if you go, okay, the Braves traded, you know, say a Hall of Famer in return for Matt Olson, who could potentially have his own. Like, I, I'm throwing very much extremes out there. Sure, sure. But you could end up in a situation where this trade looks relatively even, or if Shane Legaliers does not work out uh, with the A's, then it it's it's an absolute steal. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but that's kind of where things are cuz we knew about I mean I was Christian Pache. Great kid, you know, wanted to see him do well. 
sure. is not playing particularly well for the Oakland Athletics. So <laughs> yeah, he's been terrible, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you know, and to your point, like you made the point with William Contreras filling the kind of the, filling the shoes or making soothing the the pain of having to deal with a player like Shea Langoliers. Same thing with Michael Harris. Michael Harris, and, there we go. And yeah, Christian Pache. I mean, Michael yeah. Harris kind of vaulted over Pache, and um, it'd be a lot more painful if you had to trade Michael Harris in that deal now yeah. than you know keeping Christian Pache. So, um, I think feel like the Braves made out like bandits with what they did to to kind of get over this whole situation. Yeah, it definitely feels strange. Um, I mean, you're 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 getting into. You're reaching the level of like uh, the the Dansby Swanson trade when you get uh, what did they give it Shelby Miller who fell apart entirely after they traded him to Arizona. So I, I think of along the lines of of those types of trades. Obviously, we'll have to see how this thing plays out. But the main point being, yeah, the Braves have a really, really, really good first baseman right now. You, you put some stats in there for us to kind of discuss just because I know Mark Bowman had, had kind of yeah, put this, this from Mark Bowman. Yeah, yeah. He, he put it out there recently. Uh, some some big numbers that will really grab your attention, but also like the home runs are happening for Matt yeah, Olson that's now. that's what's exciting. That was, I mean, the, the doubles, so he's what? He leads the majors, 29 doubles, 41 extra base hits is four less than Jose Ramirez who leads the league. So he's... First in doubles, which is actually right there up with Freddie Freeman, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. And mm-hmm. then 41 extra base hits. Uh, and he's now up to, is it 12 home runs? He is, yes, 12 home runs. Okay. Yep. So, things going pretty good. You know, pretty- <laughs> like it's, it's, it's one of the, like, that's why it's such a strange thing that I remember when, uh, you know, me and you were kind of joking around about a Freddie Freeman trade, and I was going, no, 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 no. I wouldn't put it past Freddie to get the conversation going. Of like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if when he came to Atlanta, it was like, let's let, let's just get the word out. What's the you know what's the vibe? What's the interest level? Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, the only way, the only way Freddie Freeman returns as a brave is very much in a, a similar situation that's happening with Albert Pujols right now. It is a end of career, come back mm-hmm. for a year, play DH. Yeah, DH and and you know ride the bench and rah rah, yay, tip your cap to every city as you have your retirement tour and it's a wrap. That's it. It is not it's not happening any other way. And that kills Freddie. Yeah. That kills Freddie more than anybody because, yeah, well, just this whole weekend made it clear. But see, that, Joe, this is why I like I, 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 I want to pull my hair out because I'm thinking, like, if you truly loved this city and this place that much, how did you even get to this point? How, how did a deal not get done previously? How did you not, you know, uh, uh, Freddie Freeman, how did you not ask more questions leading up to your final season under contract when it was like, you know, it was all this, oh, well, we're going to table discussions. We're not going to talk during the season. Okay. Okay. And Joe. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Would, would you be willing to say that this whole debacle doesn't happen if not for the lockout? I do think that the lockout was contributed to it for sure. Yeah, I I think it played a massive part into it because mm-hmm. of the whole idea. The league started and everybody hit the ground running and it was like, mm-hmm. deci- you know, decisions got to be made, got to be made, got to be got to go now. Uh, and that kind of is, is what led to speeding up the clock. And, and like you said earlier of, of the Braves going, we can't get. We can't get left holding the bag and not have a first baseman and end up having to pick up one of these, you know, old veterans and just yeah. scrape coming by. off a World Series title yeah. and then like feeling like you're going backwards. You would the fan base would never forgive them, and nor should they have. I mean, like they had to do what they did. The one thing that still kind of leads me to think that the the lockout was a major contributor was something that. Freddie Freeman said in his, I think it was in his uh, introductory press conference with the Dodgers, where he said that he was surprised not to have had contact with Alex Anthopoulos throughout the lockout, which, of course, are the rules during a lockout. The GM is not allowed to talk to uh, free agents or players in general, anybody affiliated with the players union. But, um, you know. Maybe maybe some GMs were doing this, and it was kind of one of those things well, that's like an understood like thing that you know players were cool with it. But Alex Anthopoulos had been slapped on the wrist for breaking some of these rules before, and so I think he was really minding his p's and q's in this particular situation uh, to make sure that you know because I, he probably felt like if anything, if it ever got out that he did have contact, then the book could be thrown at either him or the Braves organization. Well, I was about to say, I remember in that same Dodgers press conference that 
it was almost I can't remember uh, the Dodgers GM's name, but it was almost he almost admitted to reaching out to Freddie during that time, but they saved themselves and was like, you know, oh Justin Turner, mm-hmm. you know, called him up and and I think <laughs> Dave Roberts was like, oh yeah, like so, somebody was on Facetime or on a phone call and it just ha- so happened to be that a bunch of Dodgers teammates were all around at the same time to be like, oh, come to L.A., you know, come to L.A. And that's a, that's another element of this that uh, is so bizarre that <laughs> – but it's fair, I guess, for, from Freddie's perspective of, like, this whole idea of going home and, like, what is home and is – is it really home when you haven't been there in over 15 years? And like, is, you know, it's just, it, it just makes me think of when you move out of your hometown, uh, you know, and, and then you go back and I go back to my hometown a lot more often than some others might just based on the fact that's where my parents are. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's usually about once a week that I go and, and see my parents. Uh, and so I see things that are going on around the, the town that I grew up in and it's kind of like, you know, Oh yeah, that's interesting. Or that's kind of sad that that closed or whatever. Um, but I can't imagine like not truly going back for 15 years and then yeah, maybe it's not all what it's hyped up to be. Yeah. Uh, what I it think, certainly seems like, I think this weekend can dispel one rumor that I know had been floated around my friend group, my, my friend text message uh, group a lot which was that like chelsea freeman was at the bottom of all this and like she wanted to move to la to be a star like that had nothing to do with it no (laughs) uh, she probably would want to stay have stayed as as much as freddie did that's what i i've had friends saying the same thing and i was on the like do y'all not realize she was a star in atlanta (laughs) yeah right yeah like she she as as a athlete's wife ran the city yeah. She went to L.A. where she is one of the player wives. And I think that's another element of this too, Joe, with Freddie. Is like Freddie was the king here. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Freddie ran Atlanta. He went to L.A. and he is a Dodger. He is mm-hmm. one of the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. It is not like I, <laughs> you just saw the graphic the other day that the Dodgers who are hosting the All-Star game this year throughout Freddie Freeman is not on there. It's Mookie Betts and like Will <laughs> yeah, Smith that's right. or something. You know, it's one yeah. of those like it was really strange. But and they, and they even had uh, some of the Angels players on there because it's all of this like oh it's all of L.A. But like Freddie Freeman is probably what is he third or fourth on the list of biggest probably. names? Yeah, <laughs> like, he's a yeah. It's almost like a role player. Like you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is the, he is the, which is Ozzie crazy. Albies I mean, it's crazy to think of that. the Dodgers, like, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, I think that's that's part of this whole thing. And just, like, and he's just and 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 not just his stature on the team, but the way he's appreciated by the fans as well. By the fans, he's just like another big name. But yeah. the Dodgers get big names all the time. Trey yeah. Turner, you know, like these. They just acquire big player, big time players all the time the fans kind of expect it i think at this point because of how much of track record the club has as opposed to you know and again to bring it back to why freddie was emotional but like he talked about going to his favorite breakfast spot with his son charlie and like getting a standing ovation from the people in the restaurant 
you know, the nine or ten people that were eating in there, like, it's not like that anywhere else. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, he expects to, like, be, you know, to, like, receive a round of applause any, you know, t- every, anywhere he goes in public. Um, but it just shows the difference in how much fans here revered him as a player and a person, you know, a person, a a person in this community. And he's just not that in LA. It's a totally different circumstance. And if anything, this weekend made his life a lot more difficult in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Like like he is not, he's going to have to work. It's not just a, it's not what happened in Atlanta where you're, you know, walking into a restaurant and getting standing ovation in LA, I feel like he'd have to walk into a restaurant and tell people who he was, you know, and 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 please support me. That's what this this whole this whole quote that he had the athletic, you know, of of it's time. I'm a Dodger. I'm a Dodger for the next six years. That's where my focus lies. Like he's literally having to now work to be like, I, I I'm here. Mm-hmm. I like it here. <laughs> I'm ready. To, uh, yay! I'm ready to win. Uh, meanwhile, on the opposite end of the spectrum, a guy who wouldn't walk into a restaurant and get a standing ovation or wouldn't have these big accolades, Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen was on the same like situation as Freddie Freeman, and we did talk about the dude once. I mean, he, he did get <laughs> yeah, a quote. Right. I think uh, 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 Justin from from the AJC or. Somebody talked to. I was to... The, yeah, I was I, I was there with him Friday. Uh, okay. he did his he did his scrum Friday. Um, yeah, but he was like excited to play the Dodgers. It yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I want to beat him, you know, kind of thing. Like yeah, no, normal kind of stuff when you are on a different <laughs> team now, and that's what like because I and normal. I want to be I want to be very it's careful. True. I want to be very careful that I saw some people talking about you know it. It's disgusting how people are making fun of Freddie Freeman. You know, he was vulnerable, and, and, and you know, he, he shed real tears, and you know, he showed raw emotion, and that's something we should uh, appreciate when we see from men who are typically, you know, the type to, to hold their emotions back. Oh, boy. It's I saw plenty of that. <laughs> wow. But it's one of those where it's just like, sometimes, though, you just got to, like, deal with your situation you know like i mean get a grip man but that's what i'm and that's why i keep going back to the like he wasn't traded it wasn't like his team betrayed him Mm -hmm. and sent Mm -hmm. him off and now Mm -hmm. he's got to live with the consequences and you know it's it's like you're still a major leaguer you're playing for a really great team that you chose like all of this is just gets to so, a level of oh. So be- between us, and this is going out to everybody who's listening, but between us, because when we were talking on that in that te- to go back to the text conversation we were having Friday, sure. I also said I was like I appreciate the emotion from Freddie. I actually, you know, I think that the emotion that he was showing did express something that didn't need words. You know, like like that that was really true. But I would never go to the. <laughs> The whole, uh, I'll never criticize him because for like, uh, or the whole showing emotion, like he can't be criticized for that because I agree that like the way that Kenley handled it was just like a very much like a normal athlete would, yeah. <laughs> would, would well, handle and it. Kenley spent a he long was like, it was time fun. in LA. Yeah. yeah. Like that dude's been a Dodger for a long time. And I, I, I get a closer is not on the same level as, you know, the, the, Sure. Face of the franchise. I get that. I understand that. It's just you you just saw two different ends of the spectrum 
and and it was just interesting. It was, it was very interesting. Um, I, it's unfortunate, obviously, with what Kinley's dealing with now, that he's got the yeah. the irregular, irregular heartbeat, heartbeat issues. Yep. He's on the injured list. That's concerning. That's... Apparently, it's like uh, it's just one of those things that happens to him because well, he's had some con- he's had some issues with these before. He's had an uh, a art- arterial. Um, uh, he had some surgery uh, on the on his heart in the past, which again I, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it doesn't appear to be a big deal. And they they even said they were like he will spend minimal amount of time. It sounds like after the fifteen days he'll he'll be coming back on the first possible opportunity. I, but it's I weird. Guess, I feel like whenever you're dealing yeah. with a heart, it seems very serious. Well, also, <laughs> I guess it's one of those like. How does how does fifteen days just fix that? You know, I that's what I want to know. Is, <laughs> yeah, is yeah, just, yeah. Uh, it's one of those. Did he get a little too excited on the mound at one point, and and that caused an issue? Like I just, I, a, I thought I'm it was. So I was I was reading uh, Dave Dave O'Brien's uh, just short news article about this on the Athletic. I thought it was interesting. It was like yeah, kind of just like digging back a little bit the past couple of days. Like yeah, he experienced a stressful ninth inning against the Dodgers on Sunday. Um, and then he was like, he also had his fastest pitch of the season on uh, the Saturday, the day before, yeah. with a 98.2 mile an hour fastball. But yeah, I don't know. It was weird. Just, yeah, very odd situation. Um, wishing the best. Hopefully everything is is, is absolutely A-OK. Yeah. Um, but just one of those strange things to deal with. Also, some matters of just kind of where our guys and their progress. Tyler Matzik, supposed to pitch this week. For the Augusta Green Jackets, low A uh, Braves affiliate, they have a rain delay on Tuesday, and so he ended up not pitching, and I'm assuming they just decided to get him up out of there, that he's good enough, and now Tyler Matzik's been transferred to uh, the Gwinnett Stripers, AAA, so he'll be given an opportunity to pitch and kind of get his his footing there in triple A's given what they, they give him. I don't know how it works for pitchers, but I know for um, like everyday they six, guys, they have six weeks. Okay. They have, they have a six week maximum uh, re- rehabilitation stint. Okay. But for, for Matzik, I do not expect it to be that long. I think they've already said that for Soroka, they'll use the, the max and same with uh, Eddie Rosario. Yeah. It's, they, Alex Anthopoulos seemed to indicate that they'll go the max, which is a month for a position player. Yeah, 20, um, 20 games, right? Or 20, yeah. yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the other one to, to mention is Ronald Acuna, who fouled the ball off his foot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a whole big thing because the, uh, all the, the MRI, the scans, the x-ray came back negative, negative being a good thing, nothing broken, nothing, yeah. you know, no problems. But he was also like on a cart, saying he couldn't put like any foot, any weight on his foot whatsoever. So uh, he's going to cool. miss this Philadelphia Phillies series, and they hope to be able to fly him out uh, for the for the series following. It's it it gets to a point where I I just go like I just throw my hands up in the air on some like come on yeah <laughs> just for the fact of I feel like we get like two steps forward with Acuna, and then hit a level of like. Oh no, we're back to having issues again. And I say that because when Acuna left the game and and like had these issues, it was after I think it was after Marcel Ozuna's home run in the eighth. And Marcel Ozuna comes into the and I think this is when the TV cameras picked it up 
that Ozuna comes in the in the dugout and he's like high fiving everybody, and Ronnie is sitting on the bench and like gets up and hobbles over to give him a high five, and everybody's like, "Hold on!" And because I I did it at home, mm-hmm. I went, "Hold on, rewind. <laughs> what was that? What's going on? That's a re- that's really strange, you know? Like like it's one of those like." Oh, maybe his leg just like went to sleep, and then yeah. no, we get that uh, he actually handed his his card over to Guillermo Heredia, who then went in for him the ninth, and then we find out after the game, the injury, the foot, that the ball off the foot was in the third, the third inning. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did we go five innings of like, no, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. No, he can't play. He can't put any pressure on it. And I'm just like, come on, like. <laughs> I thought we were getting better about this. I thought we were getting better. And Ronald was telling us when he got hurt and when he needed a break. And then we're right back here. Well, hopefully he'll be ready to go for the Red Series. Hopefully. Braves have some, re- Braves have some revenge to exact on the Reds for taking two out of four to open the season <laughs> before they got off to one of the worst starts. I also just like, I don't want to see Mike Ford as designated hitter. <laughs> yeah. That's Mike just, Ford, the uh, the classic like uh, bad guy in a baseball movie. <laughs> he really is. He does look it, like that. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. That's so true. He's the like big burly guy who has played for six major league teams this season. Yeah, six <laughs> this season. This season, six. He's been That's on crazy. six different teams. Yeah, uh, and is batting like. 170 something i don't know it's he terrible. looks like he like spits like do like a big dip spit at the pitcher <laughs> he while he's like while he's getting ready <laughs> so true um joe anything uh, I, I can't believe we talked 30 minutes about Freddie yeah Freeman, it's wild it's, it's, this is this is a wild one a little different than us than what we normally do we kind of went deep dive into this but uh it called for it you know yeah, it was a special well, it was- special time it, it was just, it was it was it was in my heart, you know. It was just yeah. one of those like it's honestly it's one of those uh, I I no I put out on Twitter. I'm very I'm very excited. Uh, myself and Garrett Chapman have a weekly show starting this Saturday, yes. ten uh, to twelve. Uh, yeah, ten yeah. to midnight. Ten Saturday. to midnight on Saturday. Uh, I wish Getting it had started. I wish it had started last week because when this whole Freddy stuff, I was just like I was heated. I was ready to go. And and <laughs> I don't know if this ever happened to you, Joe, but you just like not want to type it out or not want to put it on Twitter. Oh yeah. 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 You're just like, I don't, I hate Twitter. Never, I don't like yeah. to do anything on Twitter. Honestly, never mind. unless I'm, my boss is yelling at me to, to oh, post. Well, do I more didn't... posts. You, oh, okay. You, you've reached that boomer status. Okay. I'm not <laughs> yeah, there. Is, I... I'm really blackballed. On, I'm like totally blackballed on Twitter. It's, oh, it's probably, it's the blue check mark, isn't it? You got the blue check mark. Honestly, like... I got the check mark and I was like, now I'm scared. Now I like don't even want to tweet. <laughs> Don't want to get it's like this is what I worked for my whole life. Or canceled or, yeah. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. He, he finally gets up. It's just to, too much negativity on. It's more the no, reading than the writing. But if I'm going to write something, then I'm going to see my timeline, which is terrible. Fair enough. But it is good for news. So yeah. But that's um, yeah. I, I wish I had been able to talk about this before, but thankfully this I is guess, good. I'm I'm glad I was here for you to get it off your chest and <laughs> yeah. vice versa. I'm glad well, you were here for me. We started yeah, we started this with like you know, I we we both played the therapist role a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's and, right. And just kind of getting it off our chest. What's what's going on with the Braves now? Obviously they're in the middle of this series uh with the Phillies. Thankfully a grueling won. run. They have no off days yeah. left until the All-Star True. break. So 3 weeks basically. 3 week stretch of baseball. 
or maybe more like two and a half weeks, I guess, at this point. But yeah, well, and gonna be and, a big time. You've, they've got a big series coming up yeah. against the Mets, kind of toward the end of it. That's gonna be a big one. But I was about some to more say, to do in between. Yeah, the the big thing is, you know, all of these uh, your your division rivals. Like you gotta handle your division rivals. Got to handle the Phillies. Who, I mean, as much as Brian Snicker can say is you know. It was, oh, really tough ball club like they fired joe girardi for a reason because this team is really they just lost bryce harper pretty much for the next six to eight weeks or whatever with that broken hand uh you need to sweep them it's just it's, it seems pretty obvious you talk about the reds the reds is the team that never should have been able to beat the braves like they did earlier in the yeah. year uh and three you know, gotta be three or is it uh no it's a three-game series so they could sweep that as well i mean <laughs> They can keep this run going. I mean, I know yeah. like they had this uh, they had this stretch where they won the 14 straight and then they had a tougher stretch here playing against the Giants and Dodgers, but I mean, now you've got winnable games again against the, you know, the, the Phillies, then the Reds. Then you, it gets t- a little bit tougher, but then you've also got some a series against the Nationals here before the break. So, still a lot of winnable games here for the Braves. But- and I think that like, you know, just really quickly, sorry, I want to go on one small tangent, which is that, you know, I've heard a lot of questions asked, like, did the Braves prove that they were a, a good team or, or did they prove anything through this stretch of playing against the Giants and Dodgers? And I don't feel like they did. I mean, I feel like the Braves got right. They became themselves during this 14 game winning streak. And that in and of itself proved that they're a good team because a bad team cannot go on a 14 game winning streak. Like, You have to be a good team to be able to do that, even if you're playing against poor teams so i fully expect this team to continue to roll i think that they're in a moment of the season right now where they've found consistency with the starting pitching especially we've seen improvements from guys like charlie morton and ian anderson becoming more consistent uh and so i just continue uh, expect this to continue um they might not go on another 14 game winning streak again this season but certainly think they just need to keep on picking up series and if they do that they're going to recover this division the 14 game winning streak showed me this team was good all along. They just weren't playing up to their caliber. Yeah, like that exactly, was the, exactly. that was the whole thing. Is it was just one of those. You know, I remember having so many conversations with you or other people early on, and you know, people, oh, should Snit do this or should Snit try this and should they try this and should they do that? You know, all of these sorts of things. And, and fair enough, they wouldn't got Michael Harris. Like they brought up Michael Harris. They brought up Spencer Strider. They made some sure. changes. They made Definitely some changes. Helped. But yeah, ultimately, yeah, sure. ultimately, the core of this group started playing better. Mm-hmm. And that is why they started winning games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now you've reached a point where you you don't have to you know I, I'm not you don't need another 14 game winning streak. Just keep winning series. Yeah, keep winning yeah. series up until uh, up through the the All Star break. You you, mm-hmm. you you win almost every series because bad baseball happens. You're gonna drop one of these series at some point. Sure. Uh, yeah. Hopefully not to the Mets, but keep winning series, two out of three that sort of things. Sweep a team if you want to that'd be even better and you're in perfect shape if you're if if you're around four games behind the Mets if you close that gap if you surpass them just somewhere in this general area you're perfectly fine for the second half of the season yeah I'm not totally. worried I'm not concerned at all however you know just what, don't what's What's going to be interesting is after the All-Star break, there's two more series against the Mets in relatively short order. So that's like those games against the Mets are going to feel like playoff games, I think, and which is really fun. I mean, that's exciting for that to happen because these two teams, I I continue to think the Mets are just not going to go away like they did last year, especially with some of the, you know, the pitchers that they've got coming back in DeGrom and Scherzer. So it's going to be it's going to be a tight race, but it's one I'm looking forward to. 
Absolutely. And uh, we'll see where we are a week from now. And, uh, you know, if we're, if we're still feeling this positive uh, about yeah. things, you know, um, <laughs> it, it's been fun to kind of come the last couple of weeks and everything hasn't been perfect and you lost a Dodger series, but no panic. Yeah. Every, every, everything feels... That just you know. that didn't even feel like a lost series no. as much as it just felt like great baseball, and it was like that was a playoff atmosphere. I think yeah. partially because of Freddie, but like, and yet so you had packed out stadiums, but it felt like the, like a playoff baseball all weekend long, which was so fun. Absolutely. Well, uh, anything else you want to get to before we get out of here, Joe? That's it for me, Caleb. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening into Batter Up. Catch us next week for my co-host Joe Patrick. I'm Caleb Johnson. Have a good one. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.